I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Is Facebook good or bad? CEO Mark Zuckerberg has testified before Congress several times saying how they've finally cracked down on misinformation and hate speech. But after a former employee released a treasure trove of internal Facebook research, it seems that the social media giant may have a few more things to share. Uh, To help us really understand what's going on at Facebook, Chris Riley, who is a senior fellow of Internet Governance at the R Street Institute. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us. Hi, oh, I'm back now. I lost you just for a second there. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for Thanks. having me. Uh, well, so let's dive into this. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of head scratching this morning, a lot of tilted heads saying, hmm, wonder what else is going on there. Uh, as you, this is something I know you follow really closely. Uh, where are we in this uh, in this story? Well, I think the the Facebook saga, really more than one story, has been going on for quite some time. And the most recent uh, of of many, I think, whistleblowers at this point over the past few years, uh, with with her 60 Minutes appearance yesterday and uh, and further relations to come. This is the this is the uh, person who released the extensive trove of documents that led to the Wall Street Journal series that we've all been reading for the past week or so. And I think in many ways this isn't. Uh, as new as you might think. I mean, we knew that there were internal processes at Facebook, for example, building up to last year's uh, U.S. presidential election. We knew there was a lot of experimentation behind the scenes with how Facebook runs its recommendation engine, how it weights content. We knew that there were, or we at least could have guessed, that there would be processes internally at Facebook that said, hey, we see this reducing engagement with harmful misinformation and other kinds of content, but we also see it reducing engagement with all content overall. At some point, a line has to be made. And and so there's this back and forth that goes on internally at Facebook that most of the time we don't get to see. And so every now and then, we see uh, peaks behind the curtain here in cases like this, and, and different people form different opinions about how they feel about that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I do think it's important to, to look at, uh, again, from a business standpoint, of course, they're evaluating how they make money and how they continue to provide right. value to, to shareholders. And uh, I, I think this interesting question now comes in in terms of what's what is helping and what is hurting Facebook users and how is that helping or hurting the company and the shareholders? Uh, and then at what point and what role, I think the, the real $64,000 question is at what point is uh, regulation part of that answer in terms yeah. of what is best? Yeah, I, that's obviously the question at the end of the day. But I like how you set that up. I mean, Facebook is a company that has helped connect well over a billion people at the kind of scale that we've never imagined before. And there is no monolithic user here, right? It's a business. It has a a business obligation to serve its users, but not all users want the same thing. And sometimes what users want isn't necessarily even good for them. And so then what does a company do at that point? I think that uh, 
one of the thing that we can one thing that we can all agree on is that the internet could be healthier. I think everyone at Facebook would agree with that too, and I think Facebook is working in its way to try to make it better, just as we all are. And we have different ideas of how we can try to make the internet healthier. From my perspective, and certainly the work I've been doing in R Street, I think it's important to keep that work very multi-stakeholder in its process. And that's a big word, but it basically just means what I've been saying, that different people have different ideas here about how you can make things better. And, and we should hear all those ideas, and we should bring two people together, and we should really have good conversations about this and not jump straight to the level of regulation, which isn't to say that there isn't a role there, and there might be a role and a place and a real value add for regulation and for government involvement. But it shouldn't be the first thing we turn to, you know? Yeah, no, I know. I love that. It's uh, it, it definitely should not be the first thing that we all jump to. Is, it, it has created some very interesting uh, bedfellows, so to speak speak in in terms of suddenly people who have always been you know very let's keep the regulatory regime absolutely minimum uh yeah. and now when they're on the receiving end it's suddenly well maybe maybe we need a little more than that but I, but to your point uh we should have this conversation we should have it in public we should have it on the floor of the house and the senate we should have it in committee uh-huh. hearings and and other places uh-huh. so we can actually get to a real conversation about what actually is best moving forward that's right. Yeah, we should have this not just in Congress, too. We should have it in interesting um, deep dive journal analyses. I think more yeah. media coverage on this is generally a good thing. I, I hope that it gets approached from a clear eyed perspective. And, and we're actually getting a really interesting angle on this today, because as I'm sure the listeners uh, who use Facebook are well aware, there's been uh, some sort of disruption in the underlying infrastructure that connects us all to Facebook. The domain name isn't being resolved at the risk of getting technical. So a lot of us have been unable to use Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp today for, for quite an extended period of time. So I think it's really important as well to take this conversation into places where everyone who has a stake in these services, who is a user, is, is affected by them in, in various ways, including today when they can't connect at all. Yeah. Uh, and it is ironic on a day that we can't connect to Facebook. So ironic. <laughs> <laughs> But yet you and I are still having this great conversation, and, and we're going to invite the world to come and join us uh, for a deeper it. a deeper That's dive on, on all of this. And uh, just before I let you go, Chris, this is this is great insight, and I think this is one of those crucial conversations, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit later on in our show uh, about how you know malice and misinformation seem to be uh, going hand-in-hand in, hand in, in a lot of the things that people mm. complain about when it comes to Facebook mm-hmm. and social media channels. And again, as you kind of look forward, what are some of the things that are on your radar uh, that we should be talking about that maybe we're not talking about as it relates to these things? I think it's important to think about how we can really put users and Facebook's users and other users of the Internet in the driver's seat here. And I'm not sure exactly how to do that at this point in time, but I think really keeping the um, power of the Internet user uh, in mind, first and foremost, is is really important. And, And knowing that when we empower users to give them agency, give them choices and incentivize the market to really create choices and options here. I think that's where we get the best power. And that crosses a lot of these conversations. But the reason why I think about it in those terms is it's kind of the opposite from the very punitive, like take a pound of flesh approach that dominates so many of our conversations. And that really shouldn't be what it's about at all. It's not about making someone suffer or 
or punishing someone who's done something wrong. It's about putting the user back in the driver's seat and really making sure that they have meaningful choices. Yeah, love that. Let's put the users back in the driver's seat. Chris Riley, Senior Fellow of Internet Governance at the R Street Institute. Always appreciate your insight. We'll have you back real soon to continue this conversation when Facebook is connected. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Chris. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, how can we come together in these conversations? A few lessons from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that concluded over the weekend. We'll be back right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.